Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will continue in the book of Revelations. And uh, the title for chapter 12 of Revelations in the New Testament, The Woman and the Dragon. And like I have been doing before, I'm going to first read this in the NIV, the New International Version, just to make it easy. And then I will... Uh, We'll read the commentary by Matthew Henry, uh, concise commentary on the whole Bible, and I'll read it there because this is symbolism, and so Matthew Henry explains the uh, symbolism, and you can get the Matthew Henry uh, Bible commentary, the concise one is, you know, condensed, or you can get the full one that's, you know, a, a more detailed, me, I have both of them, and you can also have it online, which is a good resource to have, uh, and they also have uh, also have the app, which helps a lot too. Okay, and before I get started, there I always like to read why we can depend on the Bible. And as I said before, I um, obtain this from Dr. Vodi Bakum, which you can find him online. Just put his name in there, and he's on YouTube. Great Bible teacher, and he gave this, and this gives you the reason why we can trust it. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the time, during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, span 1,500 years. In three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics, and that's why we can believe it. So, if you're in the classroom of some kind, whether it's middle school, high school, or a college or some type of instruction and you have an instructor or professor, teacher, whatever, uh, who may not believe the Bible and they may be an atheist or they may be an agnostic, which means that they're not sure. So um, this is one way, like if they like to um, to constantly you know, ridicule the Bible, then you have a way to say why you believe it's real. Fantastic. Okay, so we, we are going to be reading in uh, the New Testament, the last book in the New Testament, and the last book of the whole Bible, the Revelations, and we will be in chapter 12. And we'll be, and it is uh, 12 uh, verses 1 through 17. Let's begin. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve star on her head, stars on her head. Verse 2, she was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Verse 3, then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Verse 4, its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them on the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. Verse 5, she gave birth to a son, a male child who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. Verse 6, the woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taking care of for about 1,260 days. Verse 7, 
Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. Verse 8, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. The ancient serpent called the, called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Verse 10, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. Verse, 3, verse 11, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Verse 12, Therefore rejoice, you heavens and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Verse 13, When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Verse 14, The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time and times and half a time out of the serpent, serpent's reach. Verse 15, Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the tor torrent. Verse 16, But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Verse 17, Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. Now, let us go into Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. And we are in the 12th chapter of Revelations. And let's begin. I'm going to give the, like the basic little context uh, inscription that it has here. A description of the Church of Christ in of Satan under the figures of a woman and of a great red dragon, verses 1 through 6. Michael and his angels fight against the devil and his angels who are defeated, verses 7 to 12. The dragon persecutes the church, verses 13 to 14. He vainly endeavors to destroy her and renew his war against her seed, verses 14 to 17. Okay, now let me read you the, the whole thing here, okay? So, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. The church under the emblem of a woman, the mother of believers was seen by the apostle in the vision in heaven. She was clothed with the sun, justified, sanctified, and shining by union with Christ, the son of righteousness. The moon was under her feet. She was superior to the reflected and feebler light of the revelations made by Moses. She had on her head a crown of 12 stars. The doctrine of the gospel preached by the 12 apostles is the crown of glory to all true believers. She was in pain to bring forth a holy family, desirous that the conviction of sinners might end in their conversion. A dragon is a known emblem of Satan, and his chief agents are those who govern for him on earth at the time the pagan empire of Rome, the city built upon seven hills, as 
having ten horns, divided into ten kingdoms, having seven crowns, representing seven forms of government, as drawing with his tail a third part of the stars in heaven, and casting them down to the earth, persecuting and seducing the ministers and teachers. He was watchful to crush the Christian religion, but in spite of the op opposition of enemies, the church brought forth a manly issue of true and faithful professors in whom Christ was truly formed anew, even the mystery of Christ, the Son of God, who will rule the nations and whose members will partake of the same glory. This blessed offspring was protected of God. Okay, chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. The attempts of the dragon proved unsuccessful against the church and fatal to his own interest. The focus on the war was in heaven and in the church of Christ, the kingdom of heaven on earth. The parties were Christ, the great angel of the covenant, and his faithful followers, and Satan, his instruments. The strength of the church is in having the Lord Jesus for the captain of their salvation. Pagan idolatry, which was the worship of devils, was cast out of the empire by the spreading of Christianity. The salvation and strength of the church are only to be ascribed to the king and head of the church. The conquered enemy hates the presence of God, yet he is willing to appear before him to accuse the people of God. Let us take heed that we give him no cause to accuse us, and that when we have sinned, we go before the Lord, condemn ourselves, and commit our cause to Christ as our advocate. The servants of God overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, also by the word of their testimony, the powerful preaching of the gospel is mighty, through God to pull down strongholds by their courage and patience in suffering. They loved not their lives so well that they would not lay them down in Christ's cause. These were the warriors and the weapons by which Christianity overthrew the power of pagan idolatry. And if Christians had continued to fight with these weapons, and such as these, their victories would have been more numerous and glorious, and the effects more lasting. The redeemed overcame by simple reliance on the blood of Christ as the only ground of their hopes. In this, we must be like them. We must not blend anything else with them. K okay, chapter 12, verses 12 to 17. The church and all her friends might well be called a, to praise God for deliverance from pagan Persecution, Though other troubles awaited her, the wilderness is a desolate place and full of serpents and scorpions, uncomfortable un and destitute of provisions. Yet a place of safety as well as where one might be alone, but being thus retired could not protect the woman. The flood of waters is explained by many to mean the invasions of barbarians by which the Western Empire was overwhelmed. For the heathen encouraged their attacks in the hope of destroying Christianity by ungodly men, for their worldly interests protected the church amidst these tumults, uh, tumults. and the, over, the overthrow of the empire did not help the cause of idolatry. Or this may be meant of a flood of error by which the 
Church of Good, excuse me, the Church of God was in danger of being overwhelmed and carried away. The devil, defeated in his designs upon the church, turns his rage against persons and places, being faithful to God and Christ in doctrine, worship, and practice, exposes a person to the rage of Satan. And this will be so till the last enemy shall be destroyed. And there we go for that section. Wow, that is so fascinating. That is fascinating. So interesting. Let me give you some scripture. Romans 3, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the NIV International Version. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, the NIV. All of us have become like one who is unclean and all are righteous Actually, like filthy rags, we all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Ephesians, don't get, let me give you Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, NIV. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Okay, let me give you some salvation. Oh, let me give you this one. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, NIV, in the United Version. All scripture, scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And now, I'm going to give you some salvation scriptures. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, King James Version that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart men believe in the righteousness and with the mouth confess and may salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Actually, let me read Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. King James Version. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher, verse 17, and how shall they preach except they sent, they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay, and why do we need God? Well, you know, it's like if you go to a doctor because you're sick, then he looks you over, and he finds out what the problem is, and he may take some x-rays or whatever, and he shows you, say, well, here's the problem, and here's the disease, or here's the issue. And you need to take it very serious. So once you realize, hey, I got something here, and I need some help. So then he says, but we have this medicine, or we have this way to, to correct the problem. Now you're ready to take it. Well, it's the same thing with us not knowing that we're, uh, we're in a bad way spiritually. So we have the Ten Commandments, which shows us why we need God. Uh, God God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Now with the Jewish, there's I think there's like 611 other uh, things that he wanted the Jewish people to do, but that was the Jewish people back then. 
But the Ten Commandments are still still there and still good. Yet we can't keep him. But through Christ, we keep him because he's already paid the price for us. So we come through him. We can't come alone because of our sins. You know, so let me just give you just just a few of them. Um, have you ever lied? Uh, that is the ninth commandment. And it says, you shall not bear false witness. So have you ever lied? We all have lied one way or another. Don't matter if you did it as a child, whatever, you're still guilty. So what do you call someone that lies? You call them a liar. Have you ever borrowed anything and not bring it back? Or you, you borrowed a pen, didn't bring it back? Or you, you borrowed a paperclip or whatever? You know, whatever it, is, it doesn't matter how much it's worth. It's the act of it, the intent. So you don't bring it back because we don't think much of it. Remember, God's standards are very high and ours are very, very low. So what he calls one who who takes something, who steals, you call him a thief. So now we're a lying thief. And there's only two of the commandments. Let me give you another one. Um, have you ever hated anybody? Well, according to Jesus, you've already committed murder in your heart. And that would be the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. That's only three. Okay, let me give you one more. Um, let me see. The seventh commandment. Uh, um, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, we've committed the seventh, seventh commandment. We broke that one. You shall not commit adultery. We've committed adultery in our hearts already because we think on it and look at it and you're already sinning. So you see... We're guilty of sin. So if God was to judge you by these commandments, would you be innocent or guilty? Heaven or hell? We'd be guilty and on our way to hell. That's why Jesus came. Kind of like if you're in a plane that's about to crash, somebody gives you a parachute, you've got to hold on to that parachute because it's going to save you for the jump to, ch to come. Jesus will save you from the judgment to come. So what do we do? We come to Christ knowing we can't do anything. We come with a sorrowful, contrite heart. We repent of our sins. We ask Christ to forgive us of our sins. And that means turning away. You don't want to do that anymore. Then taking the trust that you have in yourself and then placing that trust in Christ alone. So putting your trust in Jesus Christ alone. That's what saves you. And then meaning that. And how do you stay strong? Start reading the Bible daily without fail. And do what it says. And you need to find a good Bible-believing, teaching church so you can, you know, understand. And, you know, and, and you have to be careful. I mean, there's good teaching on YouTube, and I'm going to give you some of those too. But you have to be really, really careful because there's a lot of bad teaching also, you know. So let me give you some of that, some good teachers you can listen to. You can find this on YouTube. And also, you can go to their websites. Dr. Vody Bacham, find him on YouTube. And his website can be found if you go and just put it in Dr. Vody Bacham Ministries in your search engine, it'll pull it up. But mostly, you'll find his good teaching on YouTube. Living Water with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. Remember, all these are YouTubes. R.C. Sproul, Legionnaire Ministries, that's L I G O N I E R Ministries. Find him on YouTube. Good teaching and also Ligonier Ministries website, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org, 
Wall Builders with David Barton, wallbuilders.com. He also has a radio show you can get. You go online, just put wallbuilders.com radio show or whatever, or, or Wall Builders radio show with David Barton. You get that, and you can go to his website, and, and he also has a podcast you can listen to. And he also has a wonderful channel on YouTube, Dr. Walter, Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. And he has a thing with hermeneutics that I would suggest you take. It's in YouTube. It's on YouTube. Just put Dr. Walter Martin hermeneutics and it'll pop it up. And it'll teach you how to rightly divide the Word of God. Apology of Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin. And you can also listen to listen to him on Apple Podcasts. Apologiastudios.com, which is spelled A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. And he has um, he has all the the audio recordings of a great Bible teacher, Dr. Greg Bonson, that uh, who died a few years ago. And he has all those good teachings, you, and you can literally get a free seminary education. Just go on his website, apologiastudios.com, and put in the search engine there, Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson Unit, will pull it up, and you can start listening and learning. Okay, and if you would like to correspond with us, um, the email is Bible Education Institute, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Okay, and let me see. Give me some more good. And then and you can find uh, Bible Education Institute for Reverend Henry Kelly or just Bible Education Institute. And here's some of the platforms you can find us on besides um, a YouTube and Rumble. We're also on List of Notes, Luminary, Podcasts, Player FM, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Powder, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and many others. You can find us there. And again, with the good teachers are Dr. R.C. Sproul. League of Air Ministries, uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum, Dr. James White, he's on YouTube and with Apologia Studio, Do, uh, Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, Pastor Joel Webin with Right Response Ministries, and again, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios. Uh, and let me, and here's, and I go to these places here to get books. You get new or used books, really good, and that is Abe Books. A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, Thrift Books, Amazon, and Alibris, A-L-I-B-R-S, and there's a lot, uh, there's many others, too. If you're looking for a used book or whatever, you just put it, just put it on the Google search, and it'll pop up all these different places you can get it from and find the price you're looking for. And also, another good place to get some information and resources is just put in your search engine, uh, TCT Network, and go on there and, and and go to on-demand programs. And there is Faith in History with William Federer, and he teaches you about all um, church history. It's really fascinating and really good. And also American history. And also for the Old Testament, they used to have ancient Jewish wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin, but you can find him now on YouTube, and he has a website, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and that's R-A-B-B-I-D-A-N-I-E-L, 
L-A-P-I-N.com. And there, his wife Susan Lappin has a, um, she has a blog, and it's called Susan's Musing, and she used to be with him on the, when he was with TCT Network, but he's on, she's on a lot of videos, and they work really good together, and just the teaching is phenomenal, it really is. So until next time, remember, read your Bible daily without fail, and do what it says.